Welcome, welcome, welcome to the PB&J podcast, Pastors Banter and Jesus. My name is Andrew, and I'm here with Mason. Mason, how's life, buddy? Dude, it's it's good. It's hectic right now. Uh, moving. Yeah. Craziness. And you I've got not, your wisdom teeth pulled out. Oh yeah, we're finally finally good from that now, good, which good. is muy bien. Um, yeah, I had to move and be out in like a week. Yep, nothing's packed. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. We are at Mason's place right now, and it looks the same. Yeah, there's like a bucket of clothes I haven't touched in months that I should probably just throw away, but I haven't touched yeah. them. But they're unpacking and moving them anyways. Right, but. That's always the classic scenario of like, I might wear this. Again. <laughs> yeah, I might need this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this shirt. Now that I remember it, I might wear it again. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. Because I always, like I buy, my wife and I both, uh, we like shoes. We always yeah. buy a lot of shoes. And so every time I buy a new pair, I'm like, well, I need, I'm going to get rid of a couple. But then I, I'm like, well, now that they're older, I could use these shoes for like walking in the snow. And I could, right. and then I never get rid of anything. It's ridiculous. That's okay. Yeah. But well, we want to welcome you to the PB&J podcast. If you've been listening, welcome back. You're familiar with us. And if it's your first time, welcome for the first time. We are... It's a running joke. We, we don't have buttons, but yeah, we need buttons. We need buttons. We, we probably won't ever get any, so we can just keep doing the sound effects ourselves, yeah. but it's fine. So you'll hear us uh, do the little air horn here and there. Um but yeah, so our podcast is exactly what our title is. We're two pastors in our own expressions of ministry, and we like to banter about random stuff. Mason and I have been friends for a long time, and so it just comes naturally that we just banter. Usually it takes us forever to actually start recording because we just talk about everything. Everything, yeah. And then by the end, we're like, oh man. Yeah. We got like an hour. We got to record something. Yeah, we we got to we got to accomplish what we came here for. <laughs> we can't just joke around the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But then like even outside of the joking, it's like, hey man, this is hard for me. Can we talk about this? And yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like it's good stuff we talk about, but right. then it's like, oh, oh, we didn't record. We had a goal in mind to, <laughs> yeah. to you know, a purpose and we, we, we missed it. We really should just like just set up the mics and hit record while yeah. we're talking, honestly, yeah. because it's it's some good stuff we talk about. The live sessions. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start a season about that. Just the live sessions. Just Dude, that'd be fun. That would be, be a cool. great time. Um yeah, we might end up doing that. That'd be cool. So we banter a lot, talk about a lot of random stuff. And then ultimately our ultimate goal is to talk about Jesus mm. and um the kingdom of God and what that looks like. And we like asking hard questions. We like talking about I mean, really, there's nothing that's off the table. Yeah. So we we want to hear specifically from what people want to hear. Yeah. So we want to talk about what people want to hear. So we have an Instagram. It's at two idiots and Jesus all spelt out. And then our email is pastors banter in Jesus at gmail.com. So you can email us. You can uh, hit us up in our DMs on Instagram and uh, let us know what you think, anything that you want us to talk about. And we would love to do that. Uh, so that's pretty much why we're here. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, one of kind of, um, I guess a motto we've, we've, uh, come to in this is like, we, we want this to be impactful for one person, you know, yeah. would it be cool if it hit the masses? Sure. But at the same time, like our, our goal is, we want this to impact at least one person. We yeah. want this to speak to you. Um, and if it's just one person, then man, that's, 
that's a victory for mm-hmm. us. That's a victory for the kingdom. And um, so we're, we're really excited about uh, what we have going. Um, more people have been listening, which is really cool. Yeah, We've gotten good feedback. You. Yeah. So thank you for giving your time and listening to this. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll get diving in on the, on the Jesus portion today. We're actually, so the last two weeks we talked about the church, mm-hmm. specifically the Western church and how the Western church looks, how it could be better. And um, all of it comes from a place of wanting the church to succeed. Yeah. And how can we get the church to a, a potentially a better place than where it's at now? Yeah. And asking the question was the church is the church model we're following in the Western culture now is it really what, what was intended when Christ first set up the church, right? That was right, the question we right. set out to answer. Yeah. And so if we muddied the waters for you, let us know. Because <laughs> we want to talk a little totally. bit further uh, with you. Um, but, you know, just to recap, I mean, Andrew and I came to a conclusion that like, hey, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it well. We do think, we do some things well, and there are good yeah. parts about it. And we, you know, we love the church and we, we still believe it is the method that, you know, God is using to reach his people, but how can we actually make it look and intend and, and, and what was intended by Christ or what do we believe is, was intended by Christ there? Right. Right. Yeah. So Just go back and listen to those if you're interested, because it kind of sets up this week. We're talking yeah. about worship more specifically, um, because I think worship is a very broad and general thing yeah. that we don't understand. And <laughs> we make it, I think we make it a very small thing. And mm-hmm. so we're going to be talking and diving into that today. But first I don't, you know, yesterday, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't either. There was no football on. It was sad. When, if you've listened, you know that we're both big football fans. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. So it was like the combine's on. I'm like, well, that's not football. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is, but it's not. Yeah, like, right, right. So it's just, yeah, you know, that was tough. I watched a little bit of the All-Star game. but So with that being said, now that we... Don't have anything to do. Yeah, you're a baseball fan. You like baseball. I do. What are your, what do your hobbies look like at this time of the year? Because there's like we've talked about how we don't like January and February. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. Um, it's cold and snowy, and there's not a lot to do. So what like what do your hobbies look like at this time of the year, Mason? Um, you know, it just depends. Right now, there's some wedding planning. So me and my fiance are talking a lot about. It's now we're in the we're in the nitty gritty detail phase mm-hmm. of like, what flower do we want on what place setting? <laughs> yeah. Like, who do we want to sit where? Can Nana 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 throwing out random grandma <laughs> names, uh, sit with this cousin or should she should she sit should she sit with wow, this man, cousin? Wow, man, language. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> yeah. Should she sit? Yeah. 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 Wow, that's ah, funny, yeah. It's very intentional. Uh, but so that's, that's this season of life, but typically, you know, this time, um, you know, last year I was a lot of time was spent like training my dog, getting him ready for hunting season. Um, I'm not in school anymore. So, cause nice. I graduated, which is nice. Ooh. So I'm able bow, to, bow, bow. right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I'm able to play PlayStation. Um, yeah. so the game I've been playing that I, I love the game horizon zero dawn was the first one. This one's horizon forbidden West favorite game ever um but i haven't been able to play the forbidden west which is the sequel to the first one so i'm way far behind but mm. now i've been able to actually nice play that one nice and i'm a i don't know say this this is i'm a completionist a perfectionist mm-hmm. in the games yeah. i want 100 percent that game yeah so i do every side quest every errand every little spot <laughs> i clear out so there's like 
8,000 things to do before I continue with the main mission. Right, <laughs> and so right. like, I'm really beefed up when I get to some of the early level <laughs> bosses, like, pew, gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're done. Yeah, dude. I, so I used to love the Assassin's Creed games, yeah. which are kind of similar, like free world type yeah. thing. And I was like that through Black Flag. I played all the way through uh, Black Flag, wow. which is like the pirate one. Wow, you got far in that series. Yeah. Dude, I love it's like all I played in college. That's it awesome. was that in the um Batman Arkham Asylum games. Oh, dude. You know, those were like my games. And you're like running around like a stealth man, grabbing yeah. people from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. Which side note, Batman says he doesn't kill people and he he doesn't. But how do you not kill someone when you curb stomp them? Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. Dude, I thought that all the time playing the game. I'm like, that. That's, that man's dead. That <laughs> guy's not getting up. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I, paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> I respect, you know, the whole mission Batman, but yeah, that's a little much, man. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I had the exact same thought. Uh, but I, I play, I got, so when, when my son was born, I knew there'd mm. be a lot of nights where I, I'm just sitting oh, awake wait. and all of that. So I got, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the Viking Ooh. one. Cause it sounded cool. My wife yeah. and I watched, uh, what's the last kingdom, which is yeah. like Viking and all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of on this Viking kick. I'm going to try it. But dude, I'm like, I got probably a quarter of the way through the game. And there is like, so how do I say this? You've got your main mission. Yeah. I don't even know which mission is the main one anymore because oh. there's so many. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what to do next. I like, I get, and I don't have time to sit down now for hours on end. Right. And so it was great till about a quarter of the way through. And then he kind of started sleeping through the night, which meant like, I'm like, well, I want to sleep. Yeah, now. no, I can sleep. So, I, you know, I, I love those games, but at this point in my life, oh, there's yeah. no way. I just, you'll, and you'll get there, you oh, know, yeah. you're about be to be married. Eventually. And so I'm going to take advantage of the time I have now. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Not that it's a bad thing. It's no, great. No, um, if you have the time and you're not forsaking the things you should be doing. Yeah, exactly. 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 But yeah, I used to be all about that. And now I'm like, I just, I just want to go fight people. Yeah. I don't, you know, which there is something to be said about a video game that has a good layout that tells you where the missions yeah, are. Like yeah. that was one thing that, that got me with Skyrim. Um, like mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls, any of those games, is it wasn't laid out clearly as to what mission was what. Yeah, I could go forge a lot of things and make my armor and swords and weapons really big, and I spent a lot of time doing that. But then I was so <laughs> lost on like where the main mission was. So yeah, I was just like yeah. walking around aimlessly finding dragons, and that like that's how I feel with this new Assassin's yeah. Creed. Like it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, um, and I feel like the game took a huge dip when they killed off Desmond miles. Um, it just really like, I don't know, but people keep playing it and they're going to keep making it. So it's cool. It's like call of duty. Also, I've tried to, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've tried to play. So I'm also, I love, so pretty much the only game I play now because I can do it quickly is Madden. Oh yeah. Like I love football. Like 20 minutes at most. Yeah, exactly. So I play that, which is fun, but I tried, I I got the mobile. Oh, really? How's that? terrible okay (laughs) it's so it's so hard i mean maybe some people are good at it and if you're good at it i'd love to hear how but it is yeah it's so because like if you have a controller right you're all your fingers are where they need to be right you're playing on your phone you got to like tap all over the screen to like 
you have a you have your thumb goes where like to move your yeah, player, move, yeah. But then you gotta like tap to throw it to a receiver, or you gotta tap to try and intercept it, or you gotta like it. It. it, it I don't know. It so is like take your finger off of the screen. Yeah. To tap. Right. Right. Oh man. Where you want to throw it and who you, like it's. And if you're not, if there's like you know, a line defensive lineman chasing you, it's like you can't s- stop running. I get sacked so much ah. because I have to take my hand off of the. Like if it's on the left side of the screen, if yeah. the receiver makes sense to use my left hand because it's a shorter right, it's distance, right but then my quarterback stops running, so then I'm like, <laughs> help, <laughs> and then I get sacked, and it's it's uh, it's ridiculous. So that's funny. But my wife has she is not a phone person. Right. She does not like phones. She hardly ever has her phone on her, which I appreciate. It's cool. cool. But she found this game. It's called. <laughs> It's called Town. This is not a sponsored ad. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. It's called uh, Township. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and you like build a town. Yeah, it's it's kind of like what was that game? uh, Farming, uh, farming city or whatever it was. It makes me think of Clash of Clans. You know how you like build your your whatever, like your defenses, and you upgraded like all that stuff. It's never ending. She's been playing that and just like addicted man. Awesome. <laughs> it is awesome and i get again i started playing it but like you have to like upgrade your barn to put yeah. stuff in there and it never upgrades enough and then i get so annoyed because <laughs> i have to like sell stuff and i'm like this is ridiculous and she's got like a thriving metropolis in like a week and i'm like i've got a couple houses and some corn <laughs> like, she's, she's uh, trying your best it's like? funny man yeah so I'd love to hear what uh what what games you guys are yeah. are crushing it on whether it is PlayStation Xbox uh phone I don't know yeah. on my phone I'm just like a Tetris guy so. that's fair yeah 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 there's a couple games that I've seen going around um like one of them I uh, what's the name of it I don't know but basically you're like a like a a guy running through space but it's like co-op co-op across the board like uh-huh. across the internet um main storyline so you jump in with random people and you're all walking through the main story so it's like people that are at the same place as you yeah um but you're fighting aliens you like calling nukes on aliens in different (laughs) races it's i've watched like just random like instagram reels and stuff from it it's hilarious (laughs) to watch to to try and see but that's cool apparently it's also been like crashing because it's gotten so popular so it's just no one can get on type (laughs) thing did you ever play among us no never did It was kind of fun. Yeah. Because um, it's like mafia. Yeah. You yeah. know, like. Well, and that's the thing. Like the youth are like, can we play Among Us in real life? I'm like, shut up. We're playing <laughs> mafia. I'll even give you murder. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, we're not playing Among Us. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, you tell me what man. sus actually means. Tell me, tell me what it's short for. Oh, and if you can't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was fun for a little bit, and yeah. some people are hilarious on there. Oh, it's true. That's coming out more why I was there because some people are just so funny. Yeah. Um, but it's all right; it's fun stuff. So, um, anyway, well, that's one way that we waste our life and time away. It's true. Um, it's great. Um, so, well, maybe you know what? Let's dive into this thing. How about yeah, that? I'm ready. I love it. These Again, are- we would love to hear. What, what games you guys are playing right now? Um, uh, we also, Mason and I love board games. So mm, I'd yeah. much rather play board games. 
some settlers of Catan, man. Oof, dude, so good. Have you ever played uh, Ticket to Ride? Yes, I am undefeated against my family. I've never lost a single game, dude. I hate it because I've never beat my wife. Oh. She's so good at that game. She averages like 160, 165. Yeah, same. It's, dude, it's insane. It's I have a stra- I'm not going to tell my strategy across the air because <laughs> really like, <laughs> then I'm going <laughs> to lose. <laughs> but my my family and I were always they're always like, "What are you do-? like mid game? I'm down. I'm like, yeah, 30 points, and they're all like, you know, 70, 80, or whatever. And then I lay down trains, and then it's like I went from 30 to 145 in like dude, two turns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, and they're like, uh, what? happened it drives me nuts dude. stop stop asking questions well that's another game she played on her she bought the mobile version so did i to practice yeah and i was like what are you doing and and those bots are hard yeah that's what she was saying dude well anyway sorry little side notes of like that's that's where the banter 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 uh but comes in but but yeah so so as we jump into this topic right you set it up well at the beginning the idea of of worship um and really the question, you know, are we worshiping, are we worshiping well? And what does worship look like? What does it mean? Um, in John, in John four twenty four, um, Jesus talks about this. Uh, he says, for God is spirit. So those who worship must worship him in spirit and in truth, mm. um, which is important as we unpack this and, and move forward. What is it, what does it even mean to worship in spirit and in truth? Yeah. Um, we all, when you know, when we think of worship, or at least uh, when I do, the the thing, the images that come to mind are uh, the Sunday morning, or maybe the the youth event, or the young adult camp event, where you have a band playing on a stage, the lights are more dim, and um, you know, or or if it's a hype song, right? You got the flashy lights, whatever that looks like, yeah. smoke machine, if your <laughs> church has it, um, which is just fun to play with. But either way, it's it's a group of people that are standing forward, looking at a stage of other musicians playing a worship right, song right. and you are worshiping there and you're uh, it's almost like an emotive thing that you're trying to get yourself to an emotive place to then worship, but you're worshiping something, right? Um, what, what does that look like? And yeah. so when I think of worship, that's the, the thought that comes to mind. Um, you, but, but is that right? Is that wrong? Um, mm. And I think in, in reality, when we start to talk about worship, we have to understand and, and, and begin with this place of, you know, we can talk about the methods, which we'll get to. Um, but we have to start with the foundation of, you know, uh, we were intended to worship something. Mm-hmm. Our bodies, our souls are crying out for it. Right. Um, so then what are we worshiping and how yeah. do we, how do we, you know, are we worshiping things? God, what does that look like? So I don't know. There's a lot of thoughts, a lot of places I could go down. You just heard all the little branches of that yeah, <laughs> process yeah, yeah. in my brain kind of spew out, but um, I don't know, Andrew, where, what, are, what are your thoughts? You know, when we're told worship in spirit and truth, uh, one, what does that mean? But then two, um, what is worship to you? Well, yeah, we can, you know, there, there'll probably be some nods back to our episode where we talked about praise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think praise and worship are different. Um, mm, yeah. I think there's a distinction there. So when we talk about worship, it can over, I think it complements and overlaps with, with praise. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're always entirely the same thing. Cause but I think praise is a form of worship. I do. Yeah. 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 And, um, and, and praise is a, I think praise is more of a intentional, re, uh, response, I would say mm, to yeah. circumstances into life. Um, turning our eyes, eyes to Jesus. I think worship is more of a way of life. Um, than a response. And I think it's, I think worship is 
and should be found in our everyday lives. So, you know, you nodded to this, but it, you know, worship, I think when we hear that word, we do think of musicians on a stage, we're singing songs, whether it's hymns or more contemporary music that were, that that's worship, right? And I think that is an element of worship, but I think that's a far too small of a picture for what worship was intended to be. Um, because I do, I, I agree with what you said. And we not, we, again, this is a nod back to the the praise episode, but we were created to praise. We were created to worship. And if we don't, if we're not worshiping and praising God, we're worshiping and praising something. Um, something will take our worship. Something will receive our worship. Um, whether it's a person, another person, like a, a celebrity, a musician, or whether it's just things in the world of, um, maybe we worship money, maybe we worship our job, maybe we worship our family, maybe we worship, you know, there, there's a plethora of things that have our worship. So the, the question then I guess is like, uh, that I, I would need to answer for this is like, well, how do we know when something is getting our worship? Right. It's a fantastic question. <laughs> yeah. So how do we, how do we look at our life and say, this thing, I'm worshiping this. This thing is, is, is taking my worship. This thing is re- not, not taking it, but receiving my worship. Right. And that is, so to me, that would be the first question I would want to ask and, and, and even answer, um, on this topic. Yeah. And I think that was, uh, it, 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 there's a lot of cool things the Holy Spirit does in these moments, right? Yeah, Cause yeah. that was a, a quote I was going to, um, and I'll read the whole section cause I think it's important that we unpack that as well. But but the quote from this book called True Worshippers um, by Bob Coughlin, um, forwarded by Matt Redman, if, if that matters to you. But um, he says in there, we <laughs> I put the book down because I thought I could remember it, but I can't. He says, we seek what's important to us. We seek what has value. Mm. Um, and when he's talking about that, he's talking about, you know, worshiping. What are we worshiping? And so I think the to answer your question of, you know, can we worship other things? Absolutely. Because we are often worshiping things. Um, when we talk about worship, what we're worshiping is what's important to us, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whether that be money, right? Um, you can worship money by pursuing it with everything you have, right? If you're forsaking other things to try and gain the next dollar, you're worshiping money. Uh, you can worship your family over other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can worship your friends, right? It's, it's what you're putting in your life. That's the most important thing that you're dedicating time, resources, value, thought, to um above all else right yeah, i think yeah. that's when you talk about what are we worshiping i think that's the thing that's what it is and then it goes in, into the idol like the idol mm-hmm. talk right mm-hmm. of what's an idol to you yeah. people worship their sports teams because they often will forsake everything else you yeah, know except right, for that right. one team and they're sp- putting their whole lives right. into that right 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 so yeah yeah no i think that's totally accurate so even asking yourself in you know, in times of stress in times of, um, even whether it's wondering or insecurity or like, what do you default to? Mm. Like what, what's going to bring you that sense of relief and, and peace? Is it, you know, I just need to get up and I need to work. Like I need to make some money. I need to, um, I need to be around my family. I need yeah. to, um, or, or even on the other side of that, like what really, like what angers and upsets you? Mm. Like, what are you just so like, 
what's that thing? And, and I think we're in an election year, right? Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it can be politics. It can be our country. It can be nationalism of like, if someone disagrees with you politically, you just get fired up. You can't let it go. And you just, you just, it just, it will ruin your day. Right. Yeah. I think those things that, that when we encounter them, it can make or break our day or our week or our life for that matter. Then maybe we need to evaluate like, is this thing actually receiving all the worship? My worship capacity that I have is, is this taking it? And I think those are ways, good ways to evaluate what those things are um, in in your life. Right. Um, Yeah. Like what, what are your first thoughts of in the morning? What are the first things you turn to when you get up? Right. Yeah. What are those things that that anger you, right? If someone points at that or puts that nerve, I love that. That's a great thought. Which could even be ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like if someone points out something like, Hey, I don't think you're doing this well, or I don't think your response here was what was good. Right. Like a friend, I mean, you and I are close enough friends. Like if there's something that we're going to call each other out on it right? with love, with, with grace, but we're going to, I'm not just going to let you, walk down yeah. this path that's going to destroy you. Right. And then if but, one of us gets angry, it's be like, mm, yeah, may you good. Like yeah. you want to talk about that more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I think even, even we can even go to the extent to say like, well, are we worshiping ourselves in mm, that sense? Yeah. Um, because we can't let something go or we can't be painted in a bad light. Right. Which is a whole other topic. It is. We talk about the social media aspect of things. Like oh, do the self worship is real today. It is. Yeah. But the purpose of that, is Satan trying to draw our eyes off of God into ourselves, yeah. which is idol worship, which is... Well, someone, the, yeah. you know, the other day, someone was like, your son is so cute. He looks like such a perfect baby. He's da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, I'm not posting him crying at four in the morning. <laughs> you know, like, if you would like me to post more of that stuff, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I'm just like projectile peeing after I just changed his diaper. <laughs> exactly, man. I'm like... But that, that's social media, right? Yeah. We're going to post him when he's all smiley yeah. and happy and cute. And then there's other times where he's just a little monster. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, if you'd like me to post this stuff, yeah. I'm happy to. Do you, you want know? to take him for a little bit? Like you watch him during this time. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we do. Have a, I love my oh, yeah, son. Yeah. He's awesome. But that is the thing, man. And then if you posted that stuff, what would people's reaction be? Yeah. They'd be like, like stop posting that. I don't <laughs> want to see that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this is reality. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Which, which is a, a thing. Like, so uh, we'll get into social media. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We don't need to get on that rabbit trail right now. There's so many. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But it's, so it comes to this place of like worship is, you know, quickly stated with, with what we've been talking about. Worship is a way of life where our, default response and attention is put on God um, mm. in the good and the bad. And it's not just a Sunday morning where we're sitting, singing worship. Um, I mean, you can worship in your car, you can worship in your business, you can worship in your job, you can worship. I mean, there is no limits. You can worship while you're having a mental breakdown. You can worship yeah. in the midst of your, of your worst days ever right. where you have no idea where to turn, but you can still worship right. God. Right. Right. Yeah, no. Throwing little thoughts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. Um, so, like, worship is, if we turn it more to a way of life, like, I wake up in the morning and I worship. I go to bed and I worship. I, I, my, my, my way of living is, is in a, is in a constant state of worshiping God. And that is where I think worship 
is really unleashed to have its effect and its work in our lives is when we're constantly worshiping God, that when we go on to social media, our question is constantly, how do I worship God in this moment? When we're waking up in the morning, how can I worship God? When we're stressed, how can I worship God right now? Like when, when God is the primary focus and he is, he is enthroned in our hearts and in our lives, our response will always be, how do I worship God in this moment? Um, if you're sitting doing nothing, you're worshiping God. If, well, we just talked about gaming, right? Yeah. Instead of gaming, like how do I worship God in gaming? Right. Yeah. Like maybe instead of defaulting to gaming right away, I'm just taking time to worship God. Or yeah. if I feel, and, and, and I felt this before where I'm sitting there and I'm gaming, it's been an hour. And I just like, all of a sudden I'm like, dude, like I'm just sitting here looking at this screen. I just feel this yeah. deep desire to, to do something meaningful. Well, like what if my default there was to press pause or even turn it off and just worship? Mm, yeah. And, and when we say worship, I was going to say, we've, we've used that word a lot. Yeah. Let's define it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let's define it. So what does that look like? If we're, I'm going to pause this and I'm going to, I'm going to worship, right? Because <laughs> if we don't know what it means, we could awkwardly sit there and be like, okay, how do I, uh, how do I do this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, what, yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's, yeah, that probably is the next step. Like we've, we've identified how we know what we worship. Okay. So. Like, how do we, how do we step into that place of, of worship? Yeah, I think, I think the first, um, the first step is looking at specifically what, what is, what is the idols in your life, right? What are the first things you turn to? But when we talk about worshiping, we said the word worship, right? The, the dictionary definition is the feeling of, ex- or expression of reverence and ad- uh, adoration. Um, now they specifically say for, for a deity, but, but even using that idea of, uh, feeling or expression of reverence and adoration. What are you adoring? What are you turning to? What are the things that you are are, are leaning on? So when we talk about worship. It's more than just, um, you know, we said at the beginning, it's uh, singing songs. It's it's That's the idea that comes to mind, right? Sunday morning, everyone's gathered around. We sing the three, four songs before uh, before the pastor comes and speaks, and that's what, we, that's what we do, right? That's considered worship. But what worship really is, is that that heart turning, that um, whole life looking at and adoring something. And so um, as we define this, when we talk about worship, that's what we're meaning, is the whole life, the whole mind, the whole soul, the whole body turning towards and expressing awe, adoration, um, glory, uh, extending glory to something. Ideally, we want that to be God. Ideally, that's what our intended purpose was, right? When God... Uh, designed us when he created us and in, in, um, before the foundations of the earth were laid, when he planned out what was happening, uh, the plan was for, for him to be the ruler of our lives, for him to be the thing of our, um, the, the focal point of our worship, for him to be the one that, that lives on our hearts there. But man has twisted that, right? Mm-hmm. We've put other things that we worship and give our adoration to. And so when we talk about worship, that's what we're saying. Um, the, the idea of, of, whole life turning toward adoring, um, giving glory to something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, ideally it's God. So then, so then in those moments where we find ourselves doing other things, we find our soul, um, kind of longing, uh, for which I have some thoughts on the soul longing for, but, um, when we find ourselves in moments there, we're like, man, 
I got to worship something. What are we turning to? Right. Yeah. What are you actually, are you ignoring that feeling and just giving, going to something else? Or yeah. are you turning to God or better yet? When you have that feeling, what's the thing that you turn to? Mm-hmm. Is it God or is it something else? Cause then there's a different question or a different conversation of, yeah. Hey, does this need to change? When it's easy to, you know, for that, for us to not know that it's a longing for worship too. Yeah. Right. So I'm longing for something. I don't know what it is, but there's something going on in my heart where, you know, again, we were, we were made for this. So there's a, there's an element of our being deep down in our soul that just craves to worship because it's, it's a part of our identity. It's how God's made us and he made us to want to worship him. So that even if you don't believe in God, you have that desire and that feeling, but you don't know what it is. You don't know how to satisfy it. So we respond with other things, right? Yeah. Well, there's an imprint of him on our souls. I mean, I think about, you think, think about an artist, right? I'm staring at a, my brother got me a, a really cool picture that um, someone took my dog and turned it into like a Disney character. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. I love this picture. It but is a great picture. I can see the artist's signature on it, right? Mm. Which means that artist put his imprint on that picture. And if this picture had uh, feelings and could turn into, you know, it'd be like a beauty in the beast moment where it came to life terrifying uh but (laughs) but but it would it would it would long for its creator because it has the imprint it has on it right and in the same way we were created by god with his own hands only Mm. thing in all of creation is created with his own hands oh better yet he breathed his breath into our lungs so the design of the creator is on us and our souls Mm. are crying out for that creator our souls are longing to be connected and, and and stay connected with him yeah I like how I like how Tozer uh, puts it in the pursuit of God um, in the second chapter. Um, I'm, I won't give lots of Tozer quotes. I'm a big fan. I've read this book probably 12 times and I'm reading it again. Uh, but it, he says in the deep heart of the man, and this is talking about creation, in the deep heart of the man was a shrine where none but God was worthy to come. Within him was God. And like that's that's powerful. Like God created us with space in us for God and he doesn't force himself there. He gives us the opportunity to place him there and he wants to be there. And as long as he's not there, there's going to be a constant emptiness and longing for whatever ultimately satisfies that in us, which is ultimately him because he created us for that. He placed the shrine inside of us for him to reside. Mm -hmm. And that's what that longing is for. Yeah. It's it's to satisfy that and nothing else will. I will constantly go from one thing to another to another, mm-hmm. seeking what will fill that gap and what will fill that hole. And so when we talk about worship, you know, I think some practical ways to respond when you're feeling this of like, I just need something. Um, and maybe your first thought is like, I just need to play some, some video games. Yeah. Oh, I just need to, I just need to, um, it can be more intense. Like I just need some alcohol. I just need some Drugs. I just I need mean, pornography. Some, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, an addiction or, or, whatever it I is. Need people in my life. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of things there, of responding to. Okay. What I'm gonna do, is it's just some practical things of like I am gonna go sing. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna go play some music that that really elevates who God is mm-hmm. and just focus on Him. I'm gonna go read whether it is a book that points you to Jesus or it's reading your Bible Um, or I'm going to pray. And if you don't know how to pray, I'm just going to try because 
I believe that even if you try, God's going to be there. He's going to hear you. He's going to respond. Yeah. And so those are some practical ways to do that or just sitting in silence with God. Mm. I think that's an easy way to, to do that. Right. And, um, responding with that. I, I, all of those things are worship. It's yeah. not just singing. It's not just music. I think that's one of the ways we worship, yeah. but it's, it's also like, God, with these things you've given me with this money, mm. rather than worshiping it, tell me where you want me to put it. Yeah. Because I want to worship you with the money that I have. I want to worship you with the gifts that I have. Yeah. I'm really good at, uh, I'm really good at relationship, right? That's why I worship relationship. That's why I worship being in relationship. I'm good yeah. at it. Right. And that's not a bad thing to be good at relationship, but God, how can I worship you in this? Well, yeah. I'm going to sit down and, and really just get to know somebody and then pray for them and know, know their heart because this person may ha never have had anybody know their heart. Yeah. Like that's a response to worship is I'm going to point them towards you, Jesus. And, and you tell me what, what they need in, in, in what we need in our relationship. Yeah. You know, I'm married, you're, you're almost there. I'm a father now. And I get to worship God with like, my family is the most important thing to me. So like, and I, I think that's something that I struggle yeah. with worshiping is my family mm. and, but coming to God and saying, how do I worship you with my family? Right. Yeah. It's me taking time to become a better leader and be closer to Jesus so that I can bring Jesus into my family more. It's leading my family with love and leading them well and putting, putting aside my insecurities so that I can love them the way that Jesus yeah. would love them. Right. And like, that's, that's how we respond in worship to relationships like for me and my yeah. story personally um i have this need for intimacy god like wh where where can i like let me be intimate with you and get to know you and get yeah. to tell you all about myself right um i think all those ways are how we respond in worship um to god because he formed us mm. with this place inside of us that was made to worship him and yeah. and have him sitting on that throne of our hearts yeah. And that, and that thought by Tozer, in case y'all wondering, it's not like Tozer, you know, randomly pulled that out of a hat and said, this sounds cool. Right. Like it, it comes from scripture. I mean, yeah. Psalm 42, one and two, as the deer pants for streams of water. So my soul, soul pants for you. Oh God, my soul mm -hmm. thirst for God, for the living God. Mm -hmm. We have a longing in our hearts for, for God. And the thing is when the, the, the psalmist that wrote this, they knew what their soul was searching for. They yeah, knew right. that their soul was searching for God, but we look at like where John four, right? The, um, the God seeks worshipers who worship in spirit and truth. Uh, not Psalm four, John four, um, John four, that passage, Jesus is talking to this woman at the well, um, which if you don't know her story, really cool story. One of my favorite passages in the Bible, but, but he's talking to a woman who has been outcast from society, but because she, and the reason she's been outcast from society is because she's had affair after affair. Um, lots of men, right? Jesus even calls it out. Like you have many husbands. Uh, it's, yeah. it's one thing he says there and she's shocked that he knows this, mm -hmm. but, but really when we look at what this woman was struggling with and what Jesus was really talking here is this woman was worshiping something. There was a longing in her soul for something and she didn't know what it was, um, because she didn't know God. She wasn't chasing him. Right. And obviously Jesus, uh, hadn't entered the picture quite yet. Now he has now, right. And talking to this woman, yeah. but but her soul was longing for something. So she was trying to fill it with, uh, with things, with people, with men, with whatever that may be in your life. Mm -hmm. And it left her broken. It left her empty. It left her, uh, destroyed to where now she's so outcast that 
in this time, women would go draw water from a well at a certain time and they would do it all together. She can't even do that with other women mm-hmm. in the town. She has to do it by herself in the heat of the day at the worst time of the day. And then Jesus meets her where, where she's at and says, no, I am the living water. Yeah. I'm the thing that's supposed to, that your soul is thirsting for. I am the thing that you you should turn to. Again, Mason paraphrase version, go read John four. Um, but, but then he says that, that God is spirit and, 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 and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth mm-hmm. that he's pointing out. Like your soul is longing to worship something, worship God, worship the savior, yeah. not don't go searching for other things. Don't go try to worship relationship. Don't go try to worship uh, men. Don't go try to worship money, worship the savior and you'll be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't thirst again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's huge, man. I, I'm reading a book right now um, by Charles Swindoll and he does a bunch of like biographies on yeah. biblical characters and I'm reading about David right now. Oh, I love And uh, he's one of my favorites. Um, but he actually talks about when Samuel goes to Jesse's house to crown a king, to yeah. anoint a king, I should say, to anoint a king. He has all of his sons there except for David, right? David's mm-hmm. out in the pastors taking care of the flocks, like, and watching the sheep, he's yeah. shepherding. And Jesse's like, here's all my sons. And he's like, do you have another one? Because none of these guys are it, right? Yeah, yeah. Calls in David. David comes in, anoints him to be king of Israel, right? Yeah. Anoints him to be king. And one of the, my favorite things that he points out, he says, so what did David do after this? Biggest moment of his life. Um, he's, he's anointed to be king. I don't, he's just sitting there watching sheep. And his dad's like, yeah. hey, come here. And he's like, by the way, you're anointed king. Yeah. Um, from shepherd to king in a day, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he goes, so what does he do? Like, does he go to Israel and starts establishing his council and his team and all of that and starts leading? No, he goes right back to his sheep. Yeah. He goes right back to his sheep and continues worship and just writes songs to, yeah. to God. And then he's brought before Saul because Saul was tormented by an evil spirit. Yep. Um, He's like, I need someone to play music. And then God places David in his presence to mm-hmm. lead him in worship. Yeah. The future king leading the present king in yeah. worship. But there, I, I bring this up because I think in our society, there's so much pushing and longing for success and making it further up the totem pole. And having these things and, and being seen as successful, right? David achieved like the highest level of success then. Yeah. I don't know about any of you, but I'm not king. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're king. Now he's like, I need to go back and watch the flock. Why? Because that was his form of worship is what he was called to do. And in doing that, he brought worship to God because he did the things well that God called him to do. And in the places that God put him. I think that's right? the, the key thing you said. Like he followed God and what God was calling him to do. Yeah. And in that, he also rolled that up into praise and yeah. worship. And God blessed him for it. But he also, he, like he didn't, and I think that's another thing is like, we want things so quickly in mm-hmm. our world and our society that it's like, God, why aren't you doing this? I've been praying about this for two days. Why isn't it two happened? Yeah. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then, well, and then not only did he go back and watch his sheep for however long, then Saul was trying to kill him, and he lived in the desert and in caves. Yeah, he's hiding in caves. Yeah, like this dude's king. Right? Imagine being told, "Hey, you're going to be king." Oh, by the <laughs> way, the current king's going to try and kill you. 
oh, by the way, you're going to have to hide in rocks. Yeah. Like in the caves. Like, right. Good luck. Have fun. And he, and, and, but that time was so crucial. Yeah. For him to become the king that, that God needed him to be. Yeah. Because his response and all of that was he just worshiped. Yeah. He worshiped God. And, and he needed to go through that to grasp a deep understanding of who God was. And that, equipped him to be the king that he needed to be. Was he perfect? No. Go read the Bible. You'll see he was not a perfect king. (laughs) But he was still called a man after God's own heart. But he was still called a man after God's own heart because his response was worshiping God, even in his failures and even in his shortcomings, right? And that's where I think worship becomes the most powerful. Mm -hmm. We don't have to wait until Sunday to sit in the church and then worship God then and be like, and then we had all the crap pile up throughout the week, all of our failures pile up through a week. And then we try and just in four songs deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's, that's not what worship was intended to be. Like we were made to worship in, in caves and when we're being chased from our home and when we're being, uh, you know, when we're dealing with our own failures, which if you read the Psalms, you, you read all about David wrestling with his failures, but, yeah. but responding in worship to God. I, brought up Psalm 13 in our praise episode mm-hmm. where the first five verses are, he's just like, how long God are you going to make me run and be persecuted? But then at the end of it, he says, but I'm going to trust you yeah, because you've always been good to me. And he ends by worshiping him. Right. And I just think that's, I think he's such a, a great example of what, what true genuine worship looks like. And mm-hmm. I think that's what made him a man after God's own heart, not because he was perfect, but because he always had, he always responded by looking to God Mm -hmm. for everything and ultimately worshiping him. Yeah. And I think when we talk about, you know, people in the Bible that really understood and grasped worship, it's the people that had the things in their life removed and put God on the, on the heart of that. Right. David being a huge figure in that aspect. The other one that comes to mind is uh, Abraham, right? Um, the story of Abraham, he was promised that his descendants were going to outnumber the sands on the seashore. I don't know if you've tried to count the sands on the seashore. There's a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> never done it, but uh, uh, but there's a lot of them. But then he and his wife are like 90-something years old. Uh, tell me a 90-year-old that's having children right now. So so he's sitting there like running with, uh, you know, talking with God. God tells him these things, and he's like, okay, here we go. So then finally he gets a son, that son uh, called Isaac, named Isaac, that he was promised that, that God told him was going to happen. And, and the joy that, that Abraham has in that moment, the, the worship of his son, honestly, quite frankly, because now his son became everything and he put his son on the, on the altar of his heart, the, the forefront of his heart. And so as they're walking through, God knew this and God called him, um, said, take your son, go up to a mountain and sacrifice your son to me. Mm-hmm. Now, you may be asking, like, why would God ask you to sacrifice a child? The point wasn't to kill Isaac. The point was that God was saying, Isaac, remove the thing in your heart that you're worshiping that is not me, so that way I can worship it. Yeah. Because when you get through the rest of that story, they walk up there. They uh, It gets to the point where he has Isaac on the altar, and he is about to sacrifice him, like knife raised, you know, about to yeah, sacrifice yeah. him type thing. And then there's a rustling in the bushes and God provided a ram for them to sacrifice for worship. Yeah. But what God wanted to, to get Abraham to was 
remove all other things. Yeah. Even the things that, uh, that I said I was going to give you, remove those because yeah. I gave those to you for a reason. I'm still going to be faithful to my promise, still be faithful to my word, but you don't get to worship those things. Right. You worship me. Yeah. And I'm the one that's going to leave you satisfied. I'm go- I'm the one that's going to bring you the joy that you've been longing. I'm the one that's going to take care of you. I'm the one that yeah. that created you. And then they got he got to worship with his son there in that moment and after recognizing man, God, I can't worship my son. I need to worship you. And how cool, what an example for Isaac too in that moment of man, I need to get rid of everything. My father was willing to sacrifice me to worship God. What do I need to give up to worship God? Well, right? Like what a cool example of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the whole point of that is, you know, we talked about you can worship other things. Well, what's in the way of you worshiping God and how mm-hmm. do you need to kill it and get rid of it, right? Yeah. Like get yeah. it out of here. Take it so to the altar. Take it to the altar yeah. so that way you yeah. can get rid of it and, and worship God. Yeah. Um, and it's such an impactful thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in the same chapter, Tozer talks about this in his book, um, but he, he makes the point of like, Abraham went back down. He mm-hmm. still had all his... Sheep, his cattle, um, his camels. Like Still had everything. He had everything, and he actually had wealth. But the distinction he makes is that he had everything, but he possessed nothing. Mm. Because that God was on, after that, God was on the throne of his heart, and everything was merely gifts from God, mm-hmm. and ultimately it belonged to God. Yeah. And he, he lived in that posture from then of, like, I do have all these things which are gifts that God has given me and I'm thankful for them. But the second that God calls me to remove them, I'll do it yep. because I have everything, but I possess nothing. Yeah. Right. Because ultimately like my worship belongs to God and ultimately he is the beginning and the end mm-hmm. in my life. Right. And I think that's a powerful place for us to get to, especially just in our perception of worship. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, um, so then practically, what does that look like, right? Yeah, we're uh, kind of at time. So the last thing, the last thing we should wrap up with is, you know, what, do, what does that look like? If it's not just four songs on a Sunday, yeah. how to worship in our day-to-day lives? Yeah. Well, I think it's a proclamation. I think it's a verbal proclamation of like, okay, God, ultimately I have nothing but you. Mm-hmm. Like all this, this house I have, this family, this, all of it, it's, it's on borrowed time. Yep. And at the end of the day, it's going to be me and you for eternity and walking into that. And this is going to be hard, but inviting God to, to put you in that state of mind and that state of heart and soul is, I think the most important mm. first step to take of saying, and it's going to, it's, it's a hard prayer to pray to say, God rule over all of this, take the place of all of it. I, I possess none of this. I mean, one thing that, I found clarity and was, you know, I've, my wife and I have been fortunate to to start a business and do some like investing in stuff. And I, I always found comfort in thinking that God would never ask me to actually get rid of all of it. (laughs) But then I was telling my wife, I was like, I found comfort in that, but it was, I didn't find freedom until I was willing Mm. to get rid of it. If he asked me to. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I need nothing. I need nothing but God. Yeah. And he'll prov- he's, he provides for the sparrows. He provides for the animals. And scripture says, how much more will he provide for yeah. us? Right? And so I think getting to that place of just starting with that prayer of saying, okay, God, be my one and only. Take what you want. I'm, 
I'm yours and yours alone. Yeah. You know, I think that's just a good place to start. Um, and then once you get there, reach out and then we can yeah, talk yeah. more. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, I love that. Right. And I think that comes from a place of, you know, what are you, where are you putting, putting first? Right. It, it, it It's a daily task sometimes of you are waking up and saying, okay, God, today I'm choosing to worship you. That's the first thought out of your brain. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what the day holds, but I'm choosing to follow you, to worship you. If you ask me to give up everything, giving up everything. Yeah. If you ask me to, uh, to just sit in silence with you, I'm going to sit in silence with you. Right. I think when we talk about worshiping in our day to day lives, it, singing and, and, and singing praise. I love singing. I love playing mm-hmm. guitar. I love those things. That is absolutely an act of worship. But sometimes what God is calling me to and how God is calling me to worship is just to simply in the car, no music, sit there in silence with him Yeah, because he wants no distractions, but to sit there and, and me to be in his presence. Right. Um, and so I think the way we worship in our daily lives is just by waking up and, and, and turning to God first by saying, God, you be the one in my, you be the one in the place of my heart. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the day, when you feel those checks, those, and something just feels like I'm missing something. Something just feels off. Yeah. Right. Turn to God. Don't turn yeah. to other things. Don't turn on your PlayStation. Don't uh, text that friend. Um, yeah. Few high schoolers. Don't text your crush. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know whatever that looks like. Uh, even your even the older people that listen. Right. Don't text that person that yeah. you think is going to fulfill that right. void in your right. life. Stop and turn to God. Yeah. Because that's an act of worship. Yeah. Right. Stop and pray. Stop and read your Bible. Even just stop and sit there in silence for five minutes. Mm. But focus on the you know focusing on the Lord because that is an act of worship. Yeah. And then yeah. If it is, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend 15 minutes in the shower this morning while I get ready, belting out praise songs. I'm in an apartment, so my neighbors are probably going to hear it. But, you know, <laughs> in, in my terrible Celine Dion shower voice, <laughs> uh, that's worship too, yeah. right? Yeah. Worshiping isn't just encapsulated in a, in a Sunday morning moment. Worship yep. is encapsulated in our whole lives. Yep. And like you pointed out, it's the giving everything to God and saying, God, it's yours. Take it do yeah. what you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Starting with the first part of your day. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you for joining us again, for giving us your time. We are truly grateful um, Mm -hmm. that you're, you know, given, given time, whether you're driving or just hanging out at home or the office, um, you know, we we're we're truly thankful for it. And yeah, if this is your first time, you have questions for us, reach out. We'd love to talk to you. Um, We love talking to folks, even if you disagree. um, We like hearing that too. So we've got thick skin. um, And so, yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you in any way. Um, or if you have questions, just reach out. Um, for us to grow this message, it helps us for you to subscribe, like, leave a review, all that stuff um, helps us grow this podcast and get the word out there. Yeah. So um, that would mean a lot to us as well. And yeah, we're going to, we always wrap up our episodes uh, by praying for you. Um, so we're just going to end with that. So Mason, you want to pray us out? Yeah, we'd love to. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today, God. Thank you for who you are, um, that you are a God that loved us enough that in spite of what we've done, in spite of the, the things that we've, we've, the sins we've committed, God, that you loved us enough to, to send our son or send your son to die on a cross for our sins. God, that we didn't, uh, we didn't deserve it. Um, in fact, we've done the complete opposite in our lives to deserve it. Um, but yet you, you still loved us enough to do that. God, I pray that as we walk through this week, as, as our listeners walk through this week, and, and even Andrew and myself, that we would we would stop and find, we would stop and worship you. Um, God, we would remove everything else from our lives and, and place you uh, at the forefront of our hearts. 
God, that we would uh, worship you in the good times, that we would bring the hard things to you. I'm saying, God, I don't know what's going on here, but but I know I need you because that's an act of worship. Lord, let us let us worship you with our whole lives. So Lord, we also pray just and ask that you would provide for the listeners, um, God, that you would be there for them with what they need, whether it be um, monetarily, physically, uh, food, or, or even just your presence, God, um, that you would provide for them. Um, God, again, we just thank you and praise your name. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you next time on the PB&J podcast. Bow, 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 bow.